The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. You're listening to The Forum at 8. Thanks so much for tuning in. So this morning on The Forum at 8, uh, we are, you know, dusting off that old monster party political funding and everybody always has quite a bit to say about this but I think um, if we look at what has been happening of late and um, there was an article in the Daily Maverick um, not too long ago last week sometime uh, by Dr. William Kize um, you know where he talks about what is happening in South Africa currently the political situation uh, the alleged influence of the Gupta family um, and uh, the awarding of tenders and how uh, boards of uh, companies are selected and how all of this uh, in some way or another takes us back to this issue of party political funding and the influence that people may or may not derive as a result of doing this. So uh, this morning we're going to focus on this because the Ad Hoc Committee on the Funding of Political Parties has invited members of the public and interested organizations to make written comments on the public funding and represented political parties. And we thought it would be a good idea to give um, the listeners of SAFM an opportunity to weigh in on this matter because let's face it, um, whenever uh, we are asked to make written submissions, it's usually the voices of a few that come through because you would have interested groups, people who have the time, uh, the energy and other resources who would take the time to actually make those submissions and in the end, most South Africans' voices are not heard. And I'm not trying to suggest that this particular process, this discussion that we are having this morning is going to change this in any significant way, but it does make a difference because we do get to hear different voices. And uh, the National Assembly believes that the funding of political parties would help to boost their effective functioning, which is fundamental to the promotion of constitutional democracy in South Africa. So this morning, uh, we are asking you, what are your views on this particular matter? And joining us for the discussion as uh, chairperson of the committee, Mr. Vincent Smith. Uh, thanks so much for coming through. Thank you very much, Sakina, and good morning to the listeners. Funding for uh, political parties by no means a new discussion. There have been uh, several studies conducted, commissions, and uh, all the while we come back to ask the very same questions about how exactly and who uh, should be at the forefront of regulating what happens here. So it seems we've finally decided that... Um, Something will be done from Parliament's perspective as the lawmakers of this country. But as things stand at the moment, how exactly is this particular sphere of um, politics governed, the funding of political parties? Well, at the moment, Sakina, we have a, as you indicated earlier on, a act, the Public Funding of Represented Political Parties Act 103 of 1997. And that act, in essence governs the accountability of public funds, monies that we receive from the Treasury. But there is no regulation on how we account for monies received from private donors and from supporters, and that is what we're trying to improve, enhance, and regulate. But why why don't we know? And and, and why does there seem to be resistance? And and it's it's not it's a very subtle type of thing because people don't come out and say we don't want to divulge. Uh, they would instead say, but uh, yeah, let's wait for the other party to tell us who their funders uh, are before we do the same. 
Well, I suppose it's a, it's a complex issue, uh, Sakina. The political parties, especially those that are not in government, feel that if they divulge who their donors are, they would expose their donors to, I suppose, blackmail or uh, not being seen favorable by the ruling party. <laughs> Similarly, the ruling party, uh, whichever ruling party it was, felt that, well, we won't do it unless you do it. And I think the time has come where all political parties must be transparent, they must be accountable, and we must ensure that our democracy is safeguarded. So where do we start in terms of, you know, trying to um, craft some sort of law around this particular matter that wouldn't get political parties defensive about it? Well, I think we started in May this year when Parliament adopted the motion of setting up the ad hoc committee. And there was no resistance or no objection from any political party in Parliament. And this is today another attempt to get South Africans or to get the process on the roll, um, where we feel that South Africans must tell political parties what it is that they would expect of political parties in terms of transparency, in terms of ensuring that the voices of the people are heard and not just the voices of the moneyed. But the question then becomes, uh, we can tell, as we have always done as the South African public, what our views are, but uh, what's the point if nobody's going to listen? Well, we're going to listen. Um, I can't talk for the past, but I can assure you that from now on we would listen, and we'd ensure that the legislation that eventually emanates from this ADA committee is legislation that would have teeth and there would be some sort of enforceability agency to ensure that we account as should be be accounted for all monies, whether it's private or public. Well, we want to hear your views this morning on this matter. 891 is the call-in number. The lines are open. We want to hear, you know, what are your views on party political funding, especially in the run-up to uh, the next elections in 2019, but also uh, currently, as we know, the ANC's elections will be taking place. And will this extend, uh, Mr. Smith, to uh, the uh, the, 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 uh, these campaigns that people would have within their parties um, or will this just be for uh, those who are public res- representatives at a broader level? Well, we are hoping that there will be an environment where no funds, private or public, are used, whether it's intra-party or inter-party, uh, that will divert democracy in the first instance. And secondly, of course, if it's public monies uh, and public representatives, then it becomes more urgent that there's accountability. So hopefully it would begin to enhance democracy, not just within uh, parliament, but also inter-party democracy. So what are your views? Uh, would you like to know who would be funding the campaigns of for right now, the likes of, uh, say, uh, Lindiwe Sisulu? I think many would think Cyril Ramaphosa would fund his own campaign and that sort of thing. <coughs> but more importantly, going into a national election where the parties uh, do splurge quite a bit uh, in the last local government elections, uh, the rumor was that the ANC had uh, spent a billion rand, which was, of course, later refuted. But wouldn't you like to know 
where the money is coming from that the parties are using to campaign, uh, to put up those posters, to buy the T-shirts and whatever else it is that the parties would hand out. Where does the money come from and are there any strings attached to that particular funding? Um, what are your views in terms of uh, what this ad hoc committee should be looking at or how they should be crafting uh, the rules and regulations around parties and political funding and uh, as uh, Vincent Smith who is the chairperson of this particular committee says uh, this uh, should uh, it it should go beyond uh, just uh, the broader scope but also look at um, intra-party political activity as well so tell us what your views are Jacques says uh, if legislated party political funding will decrease as uh, the private sector wouldn't want to be exposed so let's just engage on that for a moment um, is this something that uh, you are concerned about at all, Mr. Smith? No, it is a reality. Uh, Jacques is correct in saying that there might be the temptation to decrease. But I think that we need to get to a point where even the private sector must accept that transparency must trump over what we have in currently where we don't know. And they're very various models that can be used. If, if, for instance, the committee took a decision that there would be a general pool for uh, people who want to donate across the board um, and that money be shared equitably amongst political parties, then private donors could do that and put it into a what we'd call a general pool or a common pool and that money is then used uh, equitably to fund political parties. But I, I, I do think that the evil of not knowing who is funding is always greater than a private sector institution who, in the interest of democracy, uh, would want to fund uh, political parties. So I think that's, that's a question that they would have to ask and answer. But I, I do think that it is important that all funding should be made public. I should be made known to the public. As things stand at the moment, <coughs> and it's um, something the smaller political parties have always complained about, how much is the taxpayer currently paying towards the funding of political parties? Uh, I speak under correction, but for the 2015-2016 financial year, uh, we used about 600 million rand for party funding and the 14-15 year it was about 475 million. That's just public money. That's over and above whatever was given privately. So uh, it's, in the, it's in the region of between half a million, I mean 500 million and 600 million rand that comes from the state coffers. And how is that distributed across the parties? Well, it's distributed equitably. For instance, if you look at the 2015-2016 financial year, the ANC had 249 members of parliament, and of that 600 million, they received, or let's take the 300 million that went through parliament, uh, 375 million. The ANC received about 226 million, the DA about 88 million, the EFF with 25 members received about 26 million, the IFP 9 million, and if you take a party like the uh, APC, who has one member, they received 1.2 million rand. So it's shared equitably uh, between political parties. And that's just money that went through Parliament. There is another batch of money that goes directly from the IEC to political parties, but it's, it's in the range of those figures.
And with regard to accountability, um, how and uh, how often do parties have to account for that money? Well, accountability in terms of money that is received and dispensed through Parliament uh, has to be accounted annually. All political parties have to submit uh, audited financials before they get the next tranche. Um, and I would imagine money that comes via the IEC, it would be accounted via the political, uh, the portfolio committee in charge of home affairs, so and the auditor general, of course. So that's how it was being accounted for uh, up to now. But monies that were received from private donors and supporters, uh, that money, there was no need, one, to declare who gave it to you, and therefore there was no need to account for it. Which is problematic because what happens in the case where, um, you know, criminal proceeds are being used to fund parties? Well, that's exactly why I think Parliament in their wisdom decided to set up this other committee uh, with the aim of regulating uh, private funding. We don't want a situation where a big donor would contribute to a political party for their own narrow aims. Um, and the party then follows the aims of that donor at the expense of the supporters and or those that voted for them. And and that's part of why we think the regulation of foreign funding and or private funding is urgent. So uh, just to run through some of the comments, uh, Google Etu says, uh, Sakina, I think this whole ad hoc committee is a smokescreen because none of the parties are truly committed to this, especially the ANC and the DA. So a healthy level of skepticism also creeping through in the messages. But, you know, how do you allay the fears that people may have that you're just wasting our time, uh, you know, as South African citizens, because you're not, you want to be seen to be doing something, but you're not really going to do something about it. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily blame Gugu and South Africans uh, if they feel that way. And, and, you know, we've previously said, speaking for myself, uh, the sentiment was exactly the same when we went to the SABC. It's going to be a whitewash everybody's going to get away. I've not heard anybody come back today and say to me, you know, we were wrong. It was not a whitewash. So uh, Guguk might feel that way and many others might feel that way. But once legislation is in place and there is a credible enforcement or accountability body, then all South Africans would be able to question whether this was just a smokescreen, whether it was just a a bluff or whether it was for real. I'm convinced that uh, in the long run this will be better and it will enhance democracy in South Africa. So I hope people like Gugu and others uh, give us the opportunity to do it and then uh, criticize once the exercise is concluded. And I do think given um, how the SABC ad hoc committee was conducted, uh, maybe uh, you'll agree or disagree that uh, Vincent Smith maybe has a bit of credit uh, with the South African public. So uh, he will obviously uh, be chairing this particular committee as well. I want to run through uh, some of the messages here. Uh, Javlani says uh, it'll be ethical to disclose where they get the funding from, but South African politics is not that transparent and there is a lot of corruption. Uh, Major General says, I think it's a good move, but I'm sure this move won't help the opposition parties. The sponsors might be intimidated by it. Um, Unsigned SMS, people shouldn't fund one party, but rather fund the political process because the only way to have free and fair elections is if all parties have the same 
campaign budget. And I think, you know, this is uh, where we want to go with this. I want to hear your thoughts and uh, your suggestions on what it is that this ad hoc committee could possibly look at because they have to come up with a model and uh, maybe you can influence uh, what they ultimately decide upon. Kay in Bloemfontein says, transparency will reveal if donor business gains competitive advantage. Um, Another area, the president and his three wives all have foundations who are the donors of those as well. Uh, Peter from Paul says, I think the ruling party should lead by example um, in starting to disclose. Uh, Pudaza in Potchefstroom says, I want to know how political sphere is going to be affected uh, should the funders be made known because they are the, the funders are there already. Is there going to be an exposure, uh, their influence on how to run the country like the Guptas are doing at the moment? Um, so you speaking from the position of the funder and how this might impact on them. We'll get an answer in a moment. Um, at Bold Azania says, uh, this is much ado about nothing. The reality is that in a democracy, party politics, lobbying and funding go together. And I don't think anybody disputes that. What we are saying, <coughs> though, is why should your funders remain a secret? Why aren't you coming out as political parties and telling us who is funding your party, who's funding your campaign, and uh, why is it that you would not want us to know? Because then it it, it just creates uh, that a situation whereby people start to doubt uh, and, and, and start seeing perhaps some nefarious activity where there may be none. But because it's shrouded in secrecy, you know, people's imaginations may run wild on this. And Chris Maxson says, what is SARS doing? Um, and aren't corporate governance or PFMA applied to parties given that it is public money? I see where you're going. So in a sense, we should be knowing exactly where the money came from. Mr. Smith? Let's start with the last one, Sakina. The the PFMA and Auditor General and all the other accountability oversight bodies only look at money that has come from the fiscus, in other words, public donations. Private donations, you don't have to declare, and therefore you cannot account for it. So as things stand, yes, there is a me- mechanisms that would be able to reveal how monies are spent that have been received from the fiscus. And as I indicated, uh, that is but a small portion of monies that come. Monies from the private sector are not currently regulated and therefore there's no need to hold it, to, to have people account for where and how they use that money. And we're hoping that this exercise will bring that to the fore. Just to indicate, Sakina, you know, we... we we looked at studies of about 35, 25 countries. Uh, and if you take an example on ban on donations from foreign interests, you know, the, the South Africa is one of the very few countries where we do not ban foreign donors. But every other country, I think 25 of the 35 that we looked at, actually ban foreign donations uh, to political parties. We don't do that in South Africa. Uh, there is no ban in South Africa on, or not no ban, but there's no need to declare who gave you money in South Africa. Uh, and that is not the case in many other countries. Mm. Uh, so, so I think that we need to do a lot of catching up in terms of transparency. We need to do a lot of catching up in terms of ensuring that we don't sell our democracy to the highest bidder. 
And the only way you can do that is to hold political parties accountable, but not only political parties. The private donor must also, if he or she is interested in enhancing democracy, should have no problem saying, well, I'm funding the political process. Absolutely. As I indicated earlier on, uh, there is no limit or there is nothing that would stop this ad hoc committee from saying, let us establish or create a what I would call for now a common kitty, uh, that you would be able to donate money, not necessarily for a political party, but for the democratic process. And that money could be ring-fenced, that money could be administered by a credible agency, and that money could be distributed to all political parties so that democracy and multi-party democracy is maintained in this country. We don't want a situation where we have a one-party or majoritarian state. Uh, And to run a political party is an expensive exercise. Democracy is an expensive exercise. And South Africans must come to terms with the fact that we all have to uh, pay towards ensuring that our democratic state remains democratic. Why can't political parties tighten their belts? We're always told to tighten our belts. Why can't they dispense (coughs) with a few of the luxuries that they currently enjoy? Well, that is also a possibility. We should, and I'm speaking without the mandate of the ADA committee, but this is my own view, is that there's nothing that stops the ADA committee from saying, let's put a ceiling on funding of campaigns uh, so that people just don't go out and splash money because money is easy to get to. Uh, there's nothing that says that campaign funds could have the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, and, and And thereby equalize the playing field. Uh, these, are all ex- these are all options that the ADA committee would look at, and these are all options that hopefully we will receive from the public once we uh, evaluate their submissions. And also their, from the 15th, 16th, and 17th of August, we'll give them an opportunity to come and make oral presentations. So hopefully at the end of the day, all South Africans would be part of contributing to a regime that will ensure that money that is used for elections and political parties, one, is money that is credible and comes from credible donors, and secondly, we are all held accountable for how we use that money. So uh, just a few more messages. We'll take calls after the news break. Um, Spusisa Lamini says, you know, Sakina, there's something about Vincent Smith. He's got that thing that makes me think that there is still hope. Spusisa Shabangu says, funders have their own agenda. And just like voting, it is historical as well. Corruption is worsening. So let us get people to disclose. Uh, Noel Pasha says, no private donor donates without an agenda. And uh, Brett uh, Brett says, uh, presumably that means that Chancellor House would cease to exist. Uh, wacky thought, uh, perhaps corporations could be transparent and we can start with the ones that get large contracts from governments. And we know this is happening. We've seen how the kickbacks actually happen. So why not? What do we have to lose by getting parties to actually disclose uh, who their funders are? But of course, we need to think about the model that will be adopted here. Uh, How do we go about doing this thing? And again, um, let's not just think along the lines that already exist or maybe don't exist, but, you know, uh, the way things are currently being done. But let's also try to reimagine how we as a South African public would like to see this particular process unfold. We'll take your calls on 0891 104 208 after the break. 
The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. Well, thanks for staying with us on the Forum at 8 this morning. We're in conversation with Chairperson of the Ad Hoc Committee on the Funding of Political Parties. And we are asking you for your input this morning in this discussion um, as Parliament uh, tries to wade its way through and find some sort of model uh, that parties would be held to in terms of disclosing their funding. So what are your thoughts? 891 We're going to take some calls now, starting with Lazarus in Kwakwa. Good morning. I can hear me. I can hear you now. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, I'm just going to be brief to Mr. Smith. Sakina, there's also an element of non-financial whereby other political parties that are in power. They switch out things like water to suppress other, to suppress the people so that they can vote for them. So it's one issue that I think the committee should also look into. And then the second one, in terms of the money, I think the money should be equal so that it can give other small political, uh, political uh, parties as some, as some power to, 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 to compete with the, with the bigger political parties so that we can all enjoy the, the, the freedom. Well, thank you so much, uh, Lazarus. Uh, uh, Mr. Smith? Yeah, I think Lazarus is correct. It's not, I think Lazarus is correct. It's not just about the hard financial uh, donations. Uh, we can look at, and I'm hoping that this ADA committee would look at things like non-financial, airtime given to political parties, uh, advertising costs, uh, the prevalence of dishing out gifts during election time from, from taxpayers' money. So all those things should be looked at and regulated um, so that, as Lazarus indicates, that there is no undue advantage given to the incumbent political party, whoever that incumbent political party is. And remember, Sakina, we're not talking about the developments just of today. We want legislation that will stand the test of time for years and years to come. So it's not about political party, but it's about ensuring democracy and accountability. For the people, by the right. people, because we often forget that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's one of those things that we always talk about, you know, uh, active citizenry. And you should be at the forefront as a South African citizen of making sure that your views are carried through in the legislation that ultimately is passed in this country. And this is an opportunity for you to do uh, precisely that. Diane and Fred says all parties should be given the same budget so that they are equal from the ground up. They could all hand out t-shirts and food parcels and encourage the population to make an informed decision. Let's speak to uh, Dichaba also from Kwakwa. Good morning. Dichaba, good morning. Okay, man. Morning, morning. Uh, I think uh, with regard to being transparent uh, on the issues of the funding of parties, uh, right now the way uh, things are uh, uh, in South Africa, people being victimized, uh, and some uh, they, they, they are even political assassinations. I think it will be it will not be uh, okay for people to be like, to, to for parties to be transparent in it because some of the businesses will suffer a lot. People will will, will begin passing stereotypes and victimizing uh, people. The only thing that uh, that, that I, I, I can uh, encourage is, is that uh, those businesses which are uh, which are funding parties be protected. Okay, um, but don't you think that if there is transparency and uh, coming up with other suggestions like others have about you know coming up with a pool 
uh, Diane and Freight was saying, uh, give everybody an equal amount from that pool. Don't you think that would help in that situation? I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I think uh, everyone uh, should, should, should go uh, and find a way of uh, uh, funding for ideas or his ideas. Other than that, it will only be people who will just be uh, pulled by one thing. Officially, a state, the state will interfere with with every effort of other. The, the, the rhetoric will only be that of the state. Let me ask you this, Dichaba. If you, um, I totally agree that you should fund a party that resonates with whatever your ideals may be. But in doing so, why would you want to keep that secret? What's the payoff in remaining secret? To protect uh, uh, the, the business people who are the, 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 your funders, because right now South Africa, South African situation, especially in politics, is deteriorating. If maybe it was maybe in America or in another countries, maybe I'll understand. But the way things are now, I see deterioration of uh, South African stability. So for now, I don't think it's enough to do that. Okay. Thank you so much, Ritaba, yeah. with his views there in Kwakwa. Bruce is in Brandenburg. Good morning, Bruce. Yeah, Zakina. Uh, it's a very interesting question, and uh, it's actually, it, it, it can be, it, it may sound complicated, but there is actually an approach. If you look at the American model, for example, the problem with South Africa is people question why parties are funding. They question the motives. And also, I don't think we as South Africans, we believe that there's a lot of interference, perhaps, from foreign companies, but it doesn't have to be that way. So, for example... Let's say myself as Bruce, now I work in finance. Let's say I want to fund the EFF, for example. Let's say my family members and the people I work with, they don't, they don't like the EFF because EFF is saying we want to nationalize the banks. This is an example. If I openly fund the EFF and everybody knows about it, now to my mind, what's going to happen is, A, my family and people I work with are going to question me. And they, they could quite possibly have a bias. Even though it's my money, there's nothing wrong with this. Okay? So that's the first thing. People tend to question. So on a private funding level, I believe in anonymous funding, okay, not necessarily because you have an agenda, but because you could get questions. And then, and then business. Business should be able to fund, like in America, you get lobbyist groups, as long as it's open what they want. So, for example, you get the tobacco companies in America and the states where they exist. They go to the, the government or the local government. They say, we will fund your campaign, but we want tax reduction. Now, that's not done illegally. If the government in charge decides take the money and let's be open about it. In South Africa going forward, I'd say private funding is still necessary, but it must be open what the party is doing to funding. Anybody should be able to look at the audit books, but the people that fund, if, it's, if, we, if we openly use disclosure, unfortunately, I think at the moment we may be judged unfairly. So I'm for private funding. Okay, thank Thanks you so God. much, uh, Bruce. Uh, that's uh, Bruce in Randburg. Touch is in Germiston. Good morning, Touch. Hi, Isaac. Good morning. Second, I think that the, the idea of maybe a, a, a businesses putting money in a fund where it's going to be distributed to all the parties will work better. Because if, let's say, let me give you an example. Let's say a company like Pick and Pay is, uh, is supporting the EFF. Uh, you you don't believe that you no know, uh, maybe that uh, Pick and Pay will get business from government if they're supporting the opposition. It, it's got negative for for the businesses. If they, they are known to support the opposition or other parties. I don't think our democracy has matured to that level where we can say, no, nothing will happen to the businesses which support, I mean, uh, opposition parties or 
people in power. Okay. Uh, it's an interesting point that you make, an interesting contradiction, because we want the parties to disclose, but uh, as private persons, we don't necessarily want our details out there. But I get you. Thanks so much, Touch. Uh, Ronnie in Durban, good morning. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to the listeners, and uh, welcome, Mr. Smith. I just want to pick on to a comment that you made earlier on in public participation. Mm. And... Um, the concern I have is that you don't get any response. Now, I'll quote you an example, but I don't want to give the name. I think it's going to be a problem. But it's, uh, there was a draft amended uh, bill with financial service sector code. Now, I commented, I, and this is one of the departments or the uh, ministry that performs exceptionally well. There was a contact person there, and I think Mr. Smith knows that I'm willing to give him the information after uh, this call, and I responded, made numerous telephone calls. I didn't even get an acknowledgement. Subsequent to that, I've addressed it to the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee. Um, I made numerous calls there, and the gentleman were quite kind enough, but he wasn't the person that handled it, and he forwarded it, and he blank copied me. Subsequent, I never got any response. So this sort of behavior from public servants and the highest officers from the parliament as well from the department is absurd. And this is why a public lose faith in this process. They say public participation, and when you respond to these sort of, um, you know, inputs you want to give into mm. amendments, you don't get any, any response. So, you know, um, I, I really think that it's, you're just wasting valuable resources. That's a valid concern, and and I think it's one that we should uh, ventilate because uh, why ask us if you're not really interested or if you're going to disadvantage us for putting our views across is what you're saying, Ronnie. I, I, yeah, I don't think there's any excuse for the behavior that Ronnie's complaining about. There really is no excuse, and I, I, I think Ronnie's correct that in some instances that does happen where uh, comments are from the public are not responded to. So let me apologize uh, that that should never happen. Uh, in our case, Ronnie, I can I can assure you that whatever input you give to the ad hoc committee, whether in writing or during the oral representation, will be considered seriously, and if there is merit, will be uh, incorporated in the legislation. I, I think in terms of Dichaba and Bruce and, and maybe even Touch, Sakina, I really do think that we have to, as South Africans, ask the question, is it about private protection and victimization might well happen, or is it about ensuring that the the democratic process in South Africa is enhanced? Uh, We'd have to find ways of of ensuring that people are not victimized uh, Mm. because they contribute to a particular political party, whether victimized through job opportunities or victimized physically. But I do think at the end of the day that South Africans are going to have to take the hard decision of does private individual interest trump the interest of the country? And I think the interest of the country and of our democracy should trump private interests. It might be easier said than done, but I do think that's where we need to get to. So that the companies and private donors must understand that uh, what they are doing is for the betterment of all South Africans as opposed to whatever it is that they can lose. Bruce talks about... Uh, 
lobbying uh, using the American model. Uh, that that is well and good. You could lobby using the American model and disclose uh, because you are genuine about what it is that you want. But mm. there would be others, as you indicated earlier on, who might have ulterior motives that are not necessarily co- uh, coincide with democracy, who would also fund. Uh, we shouldn't only look at the bright side, but there are many, many institutions that would fund for narrow purposes uh, to influence foreign policy, to influence uh, procurement policy. So I think that we have to look at the good and the bad and take what uh, would assist all of us in in terms of, of ensuring that there's accountability, of ensuring that there is no undue influence and ensuring that the voices of South Africans are never, ever usurped by those that are moneyed or the lobby groups of this world. It's a hard exercise, but I do think that it's a necessary exercise. Mafungwase says, where there is money, there will always be influence, whether we call it capture or lobbying, to me, Guayafana. And then um, Nick says, party political funding is grossly unfair. All parties should get the same funding. Ideally, the state funds should not be used to fund any party uh, activity. KB says, I like the idea of a pool kitty. The ANC uh, will steal all of it and other parties will get nothing. And (laughs) uh, this one from (laughs) Doisile says, um, I think this is a good idea, but uh, propose a central funding and uh, to distribute equally. I trust the process under Comrade Vincent. Um, this one, unsigned, ANC has laid their foundation by giving their cronies tenders, so still they will gain from their fake dinners worth 10,000 rand a seat. Another one says, uh, how can that be fair? Uh, this is uh, along the same principle as the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. The largest party with the most money can bribe more of the indigent population to vote for them. So there was also a suggestion there that, um, you know, for one, people should stop using um, state resources for campaigning. And if you are going to allow that, then again, all parties should have access to it. Let's let's start with that one, Sakina. The, the Constitution that was adopted by all South Africans and it is lauded across the world. Section 236 says, to enhance multi-party democracy, national legislation must provide for the funding of political parties participating in the national and provincial legislatures on an equitable and proportional basis. That's the Constitution. Uh, So what has been happening now has been in line with the Constitution in terms of, of Political parties must, and it must be equitable. Um, and that is, unfortunately, where the situation is. I hear people saying that all parties should be funded equally, and that is something that uh, would not be in line with the Constitution, but it's something that we can consider. The second point that I want to make is that exactly for reasons of tenders being given to pals uh, and to buddies and to those in the know, this legislation should be able to regulate those companies that do business with government? Should those companies be allowed to fund political parties as a company? I mean, if you're doing 90% of your business relies on government, ideally you should not be funding political parties. And the only way that we would know that you're not funding political parties is if 
political parties disclose who they get their funding from. So you wouldn't be able to give a tender to company A and two days later receive a large donation from that very same company. Currently that can happen because they don't have to disclose. Hopefully with this legislation uh, and if we look at it and either cap funding from companies that do business or have tenders with government or scrap it totally, uh, it will assist the process of ensuring that tenders are not given for PALs as kickbacks uh, in the long run, whether it's kickbacks to the individual or kickback to political parties. So those are the type of things that we are trying to regulate with the funding from private donors. From government, uh, not from government, I beg your pardon, from the fiscus, that is already uh, in place and I'm relatively comfortable that there is sufficient checks and balances that uh, those monies are accounted for. It's really about from the private funders, the private donors and the supporters that we ensure that they do not pay or do not fund parties for nefarious reasons. And of course, there is a concern around victimization. Let me read a few messages in this regard. At Indy says, uh, people will be victimized. Imagine finding out that uh, Mamwini or Tabombeki are funding the EFF. Mfanabo MCB says, I'm worried about victimization. And uh, Righteous Soldier says, open funding system for political parties in South Africa will not work because parties would be labeled according to those who fund them. Yeah, uh, Sakina, look, victimization, I suppose, is something that we're going to have to apply our mind to. But if you believe in a political party and its ideals, surely you shouldn't be ashamed to identify with that political party. If, on the other hand, you feel that I want to contribute towards the democratic process, that idea of a central kitty could well come into place. I see no reason why any South African, if he is or she is interested in enhancing the democratic process, should be inhibited from contributing to democracy. Uh, but it's, it's, it's matters that we're going to have to look at and, 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 and work through. And certainly the, the, the issue of the central funding being stolen by the ANC or anybody else... Uh, can be mitigated if there is a credible oversight body that manages and controls the funding. Uh, surely there are sufficient South Africans who, if given the task to et- equitably or equally share the funds, will do that without being tempted to steal the money for this or that political party. Um, let's go back to the lines. We're talking about uh, funding of political parties in South Africa. An ad hoc committee has been set up to look into this, and uh, the public is invited to share their views on this matter. 891 And in Peter Maritzburg, good morning. Yes, good morning, Sakin, and good morning to your guest as well. Welcome. Yeah, I would like to talk to to the issue, and I think partly your guest actually covered me on this one, because, I mean, I don't see a reason why a private donor wouldn't want to be mentioned if they believe in the ideals of the political party that they support. Uh, But I'm just a little bit worried in terms of uh, the public funds being given to political parties. And I'm just uh, inquiring and having a question in terms of what actually uh, determines how much money should be given to political parties to fund their own political campaigns. Thank you so much. And Thanganipo, Spuziso and Tembisa, good morning. Morning, Mr. Sakina. 
Welcome. Uh, so, so again, the, first, the first thing is that uh, democracy is not democratic by its nature anyway. <laughs> but the second point that I want to check in with your guest is the central key. Because when I found the party, I find a certain ideology related to that party. How then do you take my funding into a central kitty to find a, 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 an organization that needs, for example, will perpetuating land grabs? Okay. I find it very difficult to understand. I just want to get an explanation to that because if funding is based on the ideology that I support from that political party. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Pusiso, and I think this is why we're having this discussion, playing around with ideas and, you know, weighing them up. Uh, some may be more practical than others, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, Vincent Smith will give you an answer shortly. Sidwell in Ngobo, good morning. Good morning, Zatino. Uh, my suggestion is this, this, this other committee, before it continues, we must get rid of Guptas in this country. They must protect this country before we lay our rules afresh. Please, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Sidwell, short and sharp. Mr. Smith? Thank you very much. Let's let's start with, with uh, the issue around Central Kitty and uh, specific organizations. I don't think we're saying it must be one or the other. We're saying that if you strongly believe in the ideals of political party A, you should be able to fund political party A as a private donor. But then you should not be ashamed of declaring it or the party declaring it. On the other hand, if there are those that feel that uh, I'd rather put it in a central kitty and that it get distributed to all political parties, that's the, that's the aim and intention of the central kitty. So it's not a central kitty for all monies, but those that fund directly must understand that they must be in a position to declare either they themselves or the political party should be able to declare so that we can follow the money and understand why did Mr. or Mrs. A or Company A fund that political party. So if you're doing it for ideological reasons, then you shouldn't be ashamed of of, of, of being outed, so to say, in terms of who you funded. The, the public funds not given to political parties, I just... Uh, alluded to the constitution and the constitutional requirements that uh, the constitution instructs parliament or not parliament but instructs South Africans through the fiscus to fund political parties to safeguard multi-party democracy. Uh, That will have to change in the constitution if we say that there should be no public funding and public funding also is not a open-ended or a bottomless pit. It is informed by the constraints per the budget, the normal uh, fiscal process and the economic environment in South Africa. So it's not a bottomless pit, but uh, that money is is funded based on affordability of the South African economy. In terms of getting rid of a particular family or the other, uh, well, the, the regulation of private donations will ensure that those that fund political parties will be funding them for the correct reasons and not funding them to influence uh, policy to the detriment of South Africans. We're hoping that that would be one of the spin-offs of the declaration of public of private funding. I'll tell you, the trust deficit is 
deep. Uh, Godfrey says, you ANC people have very quick fingers. The central <laughs> kitty will disappear without any person being held accountable. <laughs> uh, I tell you. And then a few others also coming through. Shepard says, I support the idea of having a common pool in order to enhance our democratic processes. And uh, then uh, Posh says political party funding should be reduced and uh, some of that money should actually be redirected towards free education. Uh, Zintle says uh, Sakina, ANC will never tell the truth. Let the ANC show the way by divulging now so that others have confidence in them. As an ex-government employee they steal from the departments um, and those are funds uh, that are just missing. Another one says... uh, If the election process is intended to reflect the will of the people, then surely big donations to only a few political parties will distort this objective. Vusi Ndala says, Sakina, I have no comment. Uh, It is so hard to believe that uh, parties like the ANC can honestly part with their historical donors in these trying times when all odds are stacked against them. Not even with the least promising election uh, for the ANC around the corner. Um, Anyway, Mr. Vincent Smith sounds so relevant. Uh, It is such a pity he belongs to the ANC. Senzo uh, Mzolo says uh, funding political parties is state capture disguised as donations. Parties are all captured and disclose their funders and their agreements. Tulani Nzima, uh, Nzima says, um, where in the world are such political funding publicized? Imagine the swearing we will get uh, for funding three different parties. Uh, Onati Kwaza says the ANC gets more money and is therefore able to reach far-flung areas and they also use state resources. Sam Ditsejo says, Sakina, there's a difference between political parties disclosing their funding and private individuals. Uh, Piwa Mungeka says, uh, just like ideas to improve lives of the poor, the idea of disclosing funders will be on our lips forever, but it will never be actioned. And uh, Richard Sheikh says, uh, Morning Sakina, yes, we are living in a democracy, but how is disclosure of party funding going to help the man on the street? Act uh, 797 says, SK, only the state security department must know the source of funding to avoid terrorism and it should remain uh, classified. And uh, then on uh, the ah, and then I closed it by mistake I wanted to read some of the messages uh, more messages coming through from the SMS line but as I call that up again maybe in fact no Vincent Smith must give us his closing <coughs> remark because it's already 9 o'clock yeah let me let me thank all, everybody that participated Sakina because it, it, it enhances and it enriches the work we're going to do and also to indicate that the closing date for written submissions is the 21st of July uh, we will consider all written submissions, all written submissions, and invite those that want to present oral submissions on the 15th, 16th, and 17th of August, I think, uh, to Parliament for them to further argue their uh, their submissions. Um, and and I do think at the end of the day, uh, whichever model is adopted, that model must enhance democracy, it must enhance transparency, and it must ensure that taxpayers' monies are not used uh, for funding political parties. Those are the kinds of things that we're hoping will come out of this thing. And, of course, finally, that all political parties on an equitable basis are able to afford campaigning uh, political party education 
and everything else that goes with political party uh, operations. Thank you. Will you accept a, a, you know, a process if people maybe want to send something to us? Because people don't trust you. Uh, that's just the reality of it. No, they <laughs> they can, don't seem to trust the politicians. They can send it to you, Sakina. We, we shall facilitate. We absolutely. will make sure that it gets delivered. Absolutely. If you'd like to um, email them perhaps. To absolutely. Us. They can send it to you and we will accept it from any source whatsoever. It doesn't have to be direct to the committee, but from any source we will receive and we will consider Mr. Vincent Smith, chairperson of the Ad Hoc Committee on the Funding of Political Parties. The Forum at 8 on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them.